Blog Talk Radio. by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And while they're teaching this program, they tell folks about what it means to be an American, about the history, the heritage of America, about the events of April 19th, 1775, how we got started, how we got to where we are today. And it all began on that day, and a lot of folks folks don't know anything about that day. A lot of folks hear about uh, uh, July 4th, 1776, or they they know the names uh, of certain people, or they, they kind of have a... Uh, an abstract understanding of what happened that day. But if you come to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event, we're going to tell you exactly what happened that day, who the players were, what they did, what it meant to us as a nation. All right, I'd like to welcome everyone today, and I'd like to uh, start the show off, as we always do, with letting folks know about the upcoming events. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, a great number of events scheduled in October, and uh, <clears throat> this time of year is really a great time of year uh, to produce 
to participate in apple seed because of the the weather. We've gone from the summer, from the heat uh, of summer. A lot of locations uh, are, were really feeling the pain of the heat this year. To, uh, here in Texas, we certainly had uh, some very hot uh, weekends this summer. I didn't stop folks from coming out. It just certainly, uh, I'm sure it certainly altered their perception uh, of the event. But that's all changed now. As a matter of fact, uh, I was at uh, the Quail Creek Creek Range at Dallas-Fort Worth this last weekend. And uh, I believe on Sunday, I wore my hoodie, my apple seed instructor sweatshirt. I wore it all day Sunday. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't cold uh, for the whole day, but it was cold enough in the morning that uh, that the hoodie helped out, and then uh, it never got hot enough throughout the day uh, for me to feel like I had to take it off. Now we were in the shade too. This particular uh, range put us in the shade all day, so the shade with the uh, the fall weather was very pleasing. Now that, across the United States, it's going to start getting cooler now, and uh, and that's going to bring more folks out. And we still have uh, these last three months in 2010. We still have time to add more events, to add more locations. And uh, I'd like to ask every one of you to put that uh, as a priority for yourself this week. Take a look at the locations uh, that you have available. Uh, you need to do this on a on a fairly regular schedule, and the reason is that ranges are they, they come into existence and they go out of existence uh, uh, just like any other business. And the folks who run the ranges. Uh, they change on a fairly regular basis, too. If you have a, a range that's run by a board of directors, and they'll usually have a uh, have an election each year to decide who's running the uh, running the range. So <clears throat> take a look at all the locations that are near you and uh, see if you can't talk to some of the ranges. You may have talked to them before in the, the recent past, and they said uh, that they couldn't fit you in, or that it didn't seem like it was going to work, uh, something like that. Take another look at those ranges. See if you can't uh, add, uh, get them on board and get another event scheduled for uh, uh, November or December before the year ends. And if you can't do that, make sure they're good to go with hosting some events in 2011. The books are open to schedule 2011 events. So, when you take a look at these ranges, try and get some on for the November-December dates. If that's too early for them, but they still want to give it a go, then let them know that uh, we have 2011 open, and then we would like to get them on board as a host range. So take a look at all the uh, the ranges near you, and one of the best ways to do that, you can go to the NRA website. They'll give you a list of ranges, uh, or you can simply Google uh, state XYZ ranges, and uh, there's usually two or three 
search engines or two or three uh, sites that will give you all of the ranges that uh, are running in your state. Take a look at those ranges and then contact those ranges. You'll, you probably need to take a look at them first and make sure that they are not uh, pistol-only ranges or air rifle ranges or, or I think I believe I saw some paintball ranges, uh, stuff like that. Make sure that they are uh, that they can they can take a uh, rimfire rifle and that uh, and that they they meet at least uh, the minimum criteria uh, for hosting an event and then contact those ranges and see about getting them on the books. Now this isn't hard and uh, if it's not something that you you yourself wish to carry to fruition, then just Contact the range anyway. Find out if they're good to go with this or if they're not. If they're good to go, then hand it off to your state coordinator. Uh, if your state coordinator doesn't want to do it or you don't have one right now, uh, you don't know who it is, send me a PM on the forum, Scout. Send me a PM, and uh, I'll be glad to speak to your range. I'll be glad to do any range presentations uh, uh, here in Texas. Anywhere else, I'm not sure. My, my The rest of my year is pretty well booked up, but I'll be glad to speak to any of the ranges if you get uh, an okay from them. I don't want people to start sending me lists of ranges in their states. That's not what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I can generate a list of ranges uh, in 15 seconds just like you. What I'm talking about is once you've generated that list of ranges, contact, go through there, find the ones that uh, meet the Appleseed criteria, then contact those ranges. See if they would consider hosting an event. If they do, hand it off to the uh, state coordinator in your state, or you can hand it off to me. And I, if I can't do it or if I, if I know somebody in your state that can do it, I will uh, shoot it back to them. But I would be glad to help you with it. So if you've got a range and you want to talk to them, they said that they're good to go, then uh, then let's get those uh, let's get those ranges on board. Let's get those dates on the schedule. And if you need someone to speak to them, I'll be glad to. All right. For events that are already scheduled, events that are good to go and already scheduled, if you're looking for an event near you, you'd like to attend an event, what you want to do is go to rwva.org. That's our homepage there. Across the top of the homepage, You'll see a lot of tabs up there at the top. The second from the left says Appleseed. If you put your cursor on the Appleseed tab, the second one down uh, says Schedule. You click on that, you'll come to the page that I'm on. So to get a list of the events, go to rdbva.org. Look at the list of tabs across the top. Put your cursor on Appleseed. Select Schedule from that drop-down menu, and that will take you to the schedule that we're on now. Now, when you get to that, you can look at the list of events, and they'll be listed, first of all, by date. You go down the list of events. All right now it starts so at the October 9th and 10th weekend. Go down through there and look at the dates. Now, say you have a free weekend on the 17th, October 16th and 17th. You go down through the list of the 16th and 17th dates, and then you find the event which is closest to you. And let me tell you, there are events 
Uh, now, you may not find on that particular weekend, but there are events that are within a reasonable driving distance from you every single weekend of the year. By reasonable, I don't mean uh, 15 or 20 miles. A reasonable distance is uh, within two or 300 miles. You'll usually find a, an Appleseed event within two or 300 miles of you. And uh, if you're really serious about going to an event, that's a reasonable distance. If you want an event to be closer to you, then do what I just told you earlier. Find a range closer to you that's willing to host an event. You find that range that's close to you, and you say, man, I sure wish they had an event at the uh, at uh, Joe Smith's range. That's only uh, 25 miles from me. You talk to them, and they say they're willing to have one. You let me know, and we'll get it on the books there. We'll bring we'll bring it to you. We're a turnkey operation. You let us know that there's a range uh, in your area that is willing to host an Appleseed event, and I guarantee you we will put it on the books. We will send the crew with all of the supplies. We'll bring everything we need to run the show, including uh, port-a-cans and uh, instructors, uh, targets, you name it, whatever it takes. To make it happen, we will make it happen. But we got to have the range. Now, this can also be private property. Now, if you have some private property that you'd like to do a shoot on, uh, give us, let us know uh, ahead of time so we can take a look at it because we need to look at it and make sure that uh, uh, that it's a good, safe place to hold an event at. But we'll certainly come to a private property and shoot too. So either one of those, either way, we will be glad to come to your area and do a shoot right there with you. But we got to have the range. So if you've got a range that's willing to do it, contact one of us, and we will get it on the books. We'll get it set up, and we will bring Appleseed to you. Can it get any better than that? I don't think that it can. We're a uh, we're a, an aggressively uh, uh, active organization and uh, you get us a location and we're chomping at the bit to bring apple seed to you right now we've got a whole uh, a whole slew of events once you've gone to the rwva.org homepage and you've selected the event that you wish to attend to the right of it there's two hot links one says information if you click on that one It'll give you take you to what we call the event information page, the EIP. On the event information page, it'll give you location uh, for the shoot for that specific date at that specific location. It'll give you the information, contact information for the folks, uh, any rules or regulations, etc. To the right of that is register. Now, if you have decided to uh, to attend an event. And what we'd like for you to do is go ahead and click on the register hotlink. And that will take you to the third-party software. We use the Eventbrite system. That will take you to the Eventbrite page, and that will allow you to register right then and there. And uh, I believe it will also take uh, membership applications. It will take donations. Uh, For those of you not aware of it, we have a matching donation program at RWVA. 
which means that uh, if you donate uh, a dollar, uh, we have a uh, we have a sponsor who will donate another dollar to add to that. So your your one dollar is not just a dollar. Your your one dollar is two. Your ten dollars is twenty. Your fifty bucks is a hundred. So it's a force multiplier for any donations uh, you wish to make to the organization. Sometimes folks feel that they don't uh, they're happy with the program. They'd like to see it uh, the mission of the program advance. But they can't do anything uh, themselves right then other than perhaps make a donation to the program. Well, that's fine. If that's what you can do, if that's how you can help, then we'll, we appreciate that. And uh, Eventbrite will be glad to accept any donations. All right, so you've gone to rwva.org on the home page. You've gone to the tabs up at the top. You've hit uh, Apple C. That takes you to the schedule. Click on Schedule. That brings you to the page that I'm looking at now, it starts out with the weekend of October 9th and 10th, and that starts out in Columbiana, Alabama, followed by Sunland, California, Eureka, California, Bonfield, Illinois, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Shreveport, Louisiana, Annapolis, Maryland, Canton, Mississippi, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Roswell, New Mexico, Messina, New York, Miamisburg, Ohio, El Reno, Oklahoma, Louisville, Tennessee, Lodi, Wisconsin. That takes us to the weekend of the 16th and 17th, which starts out in Buckeye, Arizona. That's followed by Corona, California, Mariposa, California, Piru, California, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Augusta, Georgia, Shenandoah, Iowa, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Clinton, Illinois, Bedford, Indiana, Wabash, Indiana, Eureka, Kansas, North Fayetteville, North Carolina, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Boulder City, Nevada, Athens, Ohio, October 16th and 17th. This is a ladies-only event. Uh, we've talked before about ladies-only events. <clears throat> a lot of times, ladies want to uh, they want to get on the line and do some shooting without uh, worrying about uh, uh, any sweaty guys next to them. And uh, this is their chance to do that. If you are a uh, female and you'd wish to shoot at a ladies-only event, Athens, Ohio, on October 16th and 17th is your location. Gibsonburg, Ohio, also on the October 16th and 17th weekend, followed by Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Fredericksburg, Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, Niagara, Wisconsin, Gordon, Wisconsin. That takes us to the October 23rd and 24th weekend, which begins in Azusa, California, followed by Lemoore, California, Glen Helen, California, Rainbow, California, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, Mayaka City, Florida, Tacoa, Georgia, Ottawa, Illinois, Cloverdale, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, North Porter County, Indiana, which is a one-day event on the 23rd, October 23rd, which is that Saturday. Now, recently, Appleseed has opened up the one-day events, uh, 
normally an apple seed is a two-day event. And uh, we've recently opened up a one-day program. And this might come in handy when you're speaking to some of the ranges. Uh, a lot of ranges don't want to give you uh, two days or close down a range for a whole weekend. Uh, they're afraid of alienating their clients. Uh, and if this is the case with some range that you've spoken to, this might be the answer is a one-day event. So you can talk to them about that. If they don't want to go for two days, see if they'll accept a one-day event and uh, and see if that's a way to get in uh, to the program there. A lot of times, uh, once they've seen what we do, once they've seen what we do and how, uh, how we're guaranteed to draw folks for the weekend, uh, then they may go ahead and give you uh, both days the next time. But if you can only take... Uh, They'll only take one day. If they'll only give you one day, well, we have now the one-day programs for that. So make that a consideration uh, whenever you're speaking to the ranges or if you're planning with ranges. Also, on the October 23rd and 24th weekend, we have Knob Creek, Kentucky, Carrollton, Kentucky, Sherburn, Louisiana, Harvard, Massachusetts, Osage Beach, Missouri, Grand Island, Nebraska, Calverton, New York, Afton, Oklahoma, Anderson, South Carolina, College Station, Texas, Davila, Texas, Amarillo, Texas, Buckingham, Virginia, Castle Rock, Washington, Van Dyne, Wisconsin, which starts off the October 30th and 31st weekend with Clinton, Arkansas, followed by Kingman, Arizona, Castro Valley, California, Dulzura, California, Rama, Colorado, Wallingford, Connecticut, Hernando County, Florida, Nampa, Idaho, Indianapolis, Indiana, on the October 30th date is a one-day event. That's on the Saturday. The one-day event for Indianapolis, Indiana. Lapeer, Michigan, also October 30th and 31st. Hinkley, Minnesota. Charlotte, North Carolina, Ramsar, North Carolina, Las Vegas, Nevada, Gardnerville, Nevada, Athens, Ohio, Bristol, Wisconsin, Withy, Wisconsin. This is also a one-day event, and that's on the Saturday, October 30th. Stinson, West Virginia, October 30th and 31st, closes out the month of October. Now, the first weekend in November, I'm showing, uh, I'm showing a date here, the 3rd and 4th, for New Martinsville, West Virginia. Uh, I'm not sure if that is a, uh, if that's a misprint or they're actually having a uh, middle-of-the-week apple seed. All right, the first weekend in November is the 5th and 6th, and uh, that starts out in Mount Vernon, Kentucky, Bakersville, California, Newhall, California, Santa Barbara, California, Fresno, California, Piru, California, November 6th and 7th is a ladies-only weekend. Ladies-only weekend in Piru, California, November 6th and 7th. Bunnell, Florida, also November 6th and 7th. Waterman, Illinois, Layden, Massachusetts, Annapolis, Maryland, Miamisburg, Ohio, Worcester, Ohio, Gaston, South Carolina, 
San Angelo, Texas, Lodi, Wisconsin, Eleanor, West Vermont, uh, West Virginia, sorry about that, Sacramento, California takes us to the first, uh, to the November 13th and 14th weekend, but we're, uh, we're a full month ahead, so we're going to, uh, to stop it there. <clears throat> All right, that's a lot of events. That is a lot of events. But as I said earlier, this is a great time of the year. It's a great time of the year to uh, to be outside, uh, to be uh, enjoying outdoor uh, events. But it's going to uh, go rapidly from fall into winter. And when it does, we're not going to let that scare us. We're going to uh, we're going to run full speed ahead with it, and we're going to try and uh, make sure that we're running as many events this winter as we're running in the uh, the heat of the summer. Uh, there's really uh, there's really no reason that we can't. People just automatically assume that because uh, it is winter that uh, they can't have an event. Well, listen, <clears throat> you guys, uh, all across the nation, we're going, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be pushing winter events, trying to get them on the books and uh, getting folks to attend these winter events and, uh, and make sure that we're not letting ourselves slow down. Uh, I'm, going to bring, uh, I'm going to bring Sam on the air with us. Sam, you there? I'm here, Scout. Well, welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. What do you guys have? uh, What's that? Sounds like we've got a busy schedule going out there. Yeah, listen. Every time I look at uh, at our schedule, I'm always amazed because uh, because it was just yesterday. It's either just yesterday or it was let's see, twenty let's see, twenty eight years ago. uh, However you look at it. Either just yesterday in my mind, or uh, 28 years ago by the Appleseed dog years, that uh, we were just having just a handful of events, and uh, and what I just read would be the equivalent of uh, uh, of two years of events just in this one month. You know, when we first started, just uh, just a couple of years ago, and so I'm always amazed. Uh, by how rapidly we're growing, and at the same time, uh, you know, we we've got to be growing faster as far as locations go, locations and the number of uh, events that we're holding. We've got to be growing faster uh, in order to uh, to reach our goals. And I know that you guys are doing a great job there in New Mexico, Sam. What is what do you have scheduled as far as uh, your winter shoots? Well. Right now, for the southeast part of the state, we've got one every month up until January. Uh, We'll be picking up a couple more. Some of those months are going to have two or three. And we'll just keep building right on up until the end of next May. And when will you guys be uh, your – you may already have it now. I'm sure that you're probably starting to get it up in the passes. When will you see your first snow statewide? Hmm. Probably the first major one will be the end of this month. 
there have been a couple of light dustings in a few places already, but we won't get any that sticks anywhere in the state till the end of the month. Have the, uh, any of the high passes started to get snow? Just a little dusting. Just a little well, bit of dust. I remember going through there a few years ago, and uh, I've got a couple of photographs of this. Through, I was going through uh, uh, New Mexico, then northern New Mexico, into Colorado, and uh, and there was uh, a good deal of snow uh, in a lot of the places. And then uh, another year I was in Colorado <laughs> in the middle of the summer. I still remember uh, uh, going through some of the passes where the, the snow had been plowed on the roads. The roads were open. But uh, for you two, the snow was at the height where uh, even standing on top of the Jeep, uh, I couldn't see up above the the snow. So I know that uh, I know everybody's everybody's snow, everybody's winter is a bit different. How is the uh, temperature there now? How are things in New Mexico as far as uh, the temperature? Have you guys lost most of the uh, the summer heat for for the year? Yeah, the blistering heat's gone now. Uh, most places in the state have a hard time cracking 90. They'll stay around 85 during the day up until well into November. At night, it's already getting down into the 50s here on the flats. Up in the mountains, it's getting down in the 30s in some spots. And uh, that just means that it's good weather for shooting now. Well, what about the pre-regs for the winter seats? Have you taken a look yet uh, at them? How does that look? They're low. Uh, our pre-regs have always been relatively low. Uh, we have a high proportion of walk-ons here for some reason. I think people like to be anonymous. Hmm. <clears throat> well, well, what is a normal, uh, or if I say normal, there's no normal. What is a, historically, what have you guys had as far as uh, attendance at, uh, uh, what is the resort there? Uh, the one, I love the one, the one uh, range you guys have there. It's uh, uh, it's like a national uh, type venue. Oh, you're thinking of Whittington. Right, right, right. Whittington, Whittington is, the NRA Center there. Whittington usually runs around 20. They've had it up in the high 30s, but from October until March, it's closed. Uh, Whittington Center is closed to. Uh, the ranges are closed because they hunt down there. They uh, have least hunts on the area, and there aren't any shoots after October every year. Okay. All right. Where, where will you guys be shooting this winter? Roswell, Carlsbad, Alamogordo, uh, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, and possibly Deming. We're still waiting for the... Uh, quarterly vote from the Socorro Club. We may have a couple there this winter, too. But primarily down in the south and, and east side of the state. Okay. Uh, if you would like to call in, uh, we'd like to hear about the what folks have uh, planned in the way of their winter shoots because uh, it's racing toward us at the speed of light now. So if you'd like to call in, Welcome to call in 347-308-8790. Okay. Well, I finally got my my chat to open up. I don't know why it gives me such a uh, uh, such a hard time. 
it'll sit there uh, like it's being uh, refreshed uh, until finally it just decides to open up. If you'd like to call in, the number is 347-308-8790. Now, we've spoken before to a lot of the folks uh, up in the areas that do get a lot of snow. And uh, the thing that uh, the thing that folks have to remember is that they're they grew up there. Most of the folks grew up there. They're used to the snow. They uh, are used to the cold. They're prepared for it. Uh, in some places, I don't know how it is uh, in New Mexico. Uh, I imagine it's got to be fairly close to uh, central or northern Texas. But uh, the the weather is. Uh, it's a lot more uh, moderate, you know, than uh, than some of the areas farther north. We're not going to get snow. Uh, we may get some uh, intermittently. Uh, we will get cold weather uh, back and forth, but uh, it could be a uh, on a December weekend for the shoot. It could be a nice uh, uh, dry 70s uh, for the shoot. Uh, on the other hand, <clears throat> it could be a uh, a cold uh, 22 degrees, you know, with black ice. There's just, there's no way of telling for sure. Uh, up north, there's a lot more snow, but like I said, they're uh, they're more geared up for the snow up there. They're they're they know they're going to have it every year. They know they're going to uh, have to be outside in it, so they're more geared up for it. So they should. Uh, uh, the folks in the uh, the guaranteed snow areas should be planning to uh, to run their events just like normal. You still with me there? I'm still with you, Scout. Still right. with you. You know, out here we uh, we get the situation where you uh, go to the range to set up on Saturday morning and it's snowing and 21 degrees and come lunchtime it's 60 degrees already and uh, that's just the kind of weather we have down here it gets highly variable depending on the time of day and what storms blowing from where uh, right right and uh, the states a lot like your area uh, where I am it's a basin that traps cold air and it gets cold here every night, and every day when the sun comes up, this little bowl gets heated up, and we've got good weather all day long. We pop right down twenty at night. <laughs> right, and uh, the last time I was in Colorado, uh, it was a nice, it was a dry, uh, it was a dry day, dry morning. But on one side of the house, the house that was in the uh, the sun. I think it said uh, only. I think it said 76 degrees uh, with the sun. The side that was in the shade said 41 degrees. So uh, that was a uh, a big difference there, just from one side of the house to the other. And in Colorado, of course, you're going to get uh, a good amount of snow at certain part, certain times of the year. But we want to make sure that folks understand that uh, we're going to be pushing. The winter seeds, as they're being called, and they're even, they've even struck a special patch for you folks. Now, I, I've never really been a patch person, but I'm going 
I'm going to start being one. Uh, I think my shooting jacket just has uh, just the rifling patch and the instructor patch on it. But uh, I've seen several folks with uh, jackets that uh, that have a good number of patches, and they're looking pretty smart. So I'm thinking that maybe uh, maybe I'm going to want to get one of these winter seed patches. Now the qualifications, I believe, uh, that it has to be some uh, some bit of inclement weather, and uh, and by inclement inclement weather, I believe that it needs to be uh, uh, either uh, some actual white stuff, either some actual snow, or uh, either freezing or close to freezing weather uh, for you Is to that for uh, put all in day for it. Or, or- is that for all day or just at sunup? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen all the prerequisites for it yet. Uh, I believe Margaret was on last week, and and uh, that was uh, the parameters she gave for it. Uh, I would just, I would say that if there was, uh, if there was any snow at all during the event, I would think that would qualify you for it because if you're there and there's snow. Then uh, uh, I think that that proves that you're that you're ready for it uh, and you're willing to do it no, no matter uh, no matter how it goes. Uh, you know when the the uh, the old Japanese uh, tradition of uh, seppuku was uh, whenever a uh, whenever a warrior was uh, disgraced or dishonored and he had to uh, commit suicide. Now, uh, for the really hardcore guys, they were supposed to, uh, you know, stick their short sword in their stomach uh, and make a deep cut from the left to the right, and take it out, put another, put it back in, and make a deep cut uh, vertically. You know, and uh, wow, uh, that's kind of rough. And they finally, I guess, relaxed the uh, uh, the requirements. To all you had to do was you got to your kneeling position and. Uh, you made sure that your neck was stretched out, and then you leaned forward, and you put your hand on your short sword. And what you did, the guy who was standing beside you chopped your head off. So, uh, you, you know, know what they call that guy, don't you? Which one? The fellow that lopped your head off. Okay, now what? <laughs> Kaishaku. It means the best man. The best man? Well, there you go. Well, I think it's, it's, like it's, it's kind of the same thing, the same thing with the... Uh, uh, with the winter seed patch, I mean, <clears throat> you don't know that uh, uh, that you're not. I mean, you're volunteering to go despite the weather. So, if you go to an event and you shoot uh, to rifleman standards and uh, and there's even a dusting of snow, then you should get it because you don't. Uh, uh, you were willing to do it, uh, even though there was that uh, the snow uh, or the ice was there. I don't think it has to be three feet deep. You're there willing, uh, you know, no, no matter what. So I'm sure there will be a lot more given out uh, uh, in the farther northern, uh, the far northern areas and there will be uh, uh, in a lot of the southern areas. But we want to make sure that we're pushing to get these events on the schedule and uh, make sure that we're uh, – uh, make sure that we are not neglecting uh, we've traditionally eased off in the winter, but uh, make sure that we're not neglecting the fact that uh, there's no reason to, really to ease off in the winter. So we want to push the winter seeds uh, for all they're worth. 
this year, and we want to make sure that uh, that also during the winter, because it is going to slow down some. Uh, even if you uh, are continuing your apple seeds, uh, you're not going to be uh, uh, mowing the grass or uh, you know digging ditches, etc. So use the extra time you have to make sure that your that the year 2011 is fully planned out and needs to be planned out before we cross the border uh, on uh, January 1. Make sure that your year is fully planned out and you've got as many of the events uh, on the board as possible by then. Uh, Also, Uh, we're going to have a huge number of events in 2011, a huge number. And we would like to make sure that we have uh, 51%, at least 51% of our year done by April 19th weekend. And by 51%, I mean uh, 51% of the planning done. And we'd like to be as close as possible uh, to... 51% 51% of our goal uh, of attendees as possible by then. So don't wait until the uh, until January, February, March to get your machine up and running. You have all your shows uh, lined up, your instructor schedule, etc. Use the time starting right now, between now and uh, and January, to get that done. While at the same time. Uh, logging on as many winter shoots as possible. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's grab another uh, caller uh, on with us. Uh, area code 812, you're on the air. Area code 812-431, you're on the air. All right, area code 608-469, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. You're on the air. Uh, hi. I didn't mean to be, but hello, this is Andy Bellum. Hey, Andy Bellum, how are you doing? All right, how are you? I'm doing good. You didn't mean to be on the air? No, I, I did not press the button to be on the air, but hello, great show so far. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drafted, Andy Bellum. <laughs> yeah. I guess well, listen. I, I think I've just about given up on uh, on my my switchboard graphics because I'm I'm looking at it. it doesn't have any. Uh, uh, usually, if there if you call in and you follow their instructions, I guess I don't know. I haven't done it, but if you supposedly if you follow their instructions, then what I when when I look at the switchboard page, what I see is a, a little hand, you know, held up uh, like a you know a little talk to the hand kind of thing uh, next to the person's name. So if that's up there, then usually I won't uh, click on the, the microphone. Uh, but it was, there wasn't one on yours. Now, the other side of that is that uh, I'll be looking at the numbers, and there'll be uh, red hands up next to them, and then the folks in the chat will be saying, why don't you let so-and-so talk? They've been on hold forever. And, uh, well, there's a, they got a don't-want-to-talk hand next to them. So I don't know if that, uh, if that system is working correctly or not. Welcome to the show, Auntie Bellum, and I'm trying to think of where you are, your location. Is it California? 
Indiana. Indiana, okay. Well, you guys are due for some snow then. Uh, how much snow oh. and when does it start? Ooh, well, it'll probably start December, unless we're lucky, you know, and hope for November. That way we can get those winter season early. Um, as far as how much, it kind of ranges between the lake effect snow and the north part of the state. Um, they get quite a bit more than the southern part. Um so last year was pretty constant. We probably had a good four inches of cover for most of the winter in northwest Indiana. So, yeah. and uh, and you guys, how is your winter seed looking? Well, as far as I know, currently there are, well, I think just,
Well, what else you got? How are things in Indiana looking uh, right now? How are they looking for the upcoming, uh, the next few weeks? The next few weeks are quite busy. We have a uh, pretty packed October schedule, which is good to see. Um, I think the coming weekend is an off weekend, but the weekend after, I believe there are two shoots, and the weekend after that, the 23rd and 24th, I believe there are three. Well, what about the... Uh the Waterman attendance. How did they? Uh, I didn't see. Did they count off how many folks from Indiana had gone to Waterman? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if we broke it down like that. There were quite a few instructors, but I didn't count the attendees from Indiana. I didn't know if they had collected that data or if they uh, had published it anywhere yet or not. If any of you folks have uh, do have the numbers and you're uh, and you're listening now. If you're in the chat, post that in the chat so that we can uh, we can put that out. What about? Uh, have you noticed any increase uh, as far as from the publicity of Waterman? Uh, have you noticed any increase in attendance there? Well, I don't know if it was from Waterman or not, but I do know that there have been a lot of people in Northwest Indiana begging for a shoot, and it, for the first time, North Porter County has a one day coming up on October 23rd, and it's pretty close to sold out. Wow. That'll bring the best day. Wow, that reminds me. I've got to, uh, I've got to read the, uh, the sold-out events because uh, Hawkhaven always sends me the sold-out events. So let me, let me do that real quick. We have the uh, Annapolis, Maryland on... Uh, October 9th and 10th sold out. The Bedford, Indiana shoot, October 16th and 17th sold out. I was in the middle of talking on the radio at the time. October 30th and 31st, Lapeer, Michigan sold out. Uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Let me see here, where are we at here? Annapolis, Maryland. November 6th and 7th sold out, and uh, Annapolis, Maryland, December 11th and 12th sold out. So the Annapolis shoots uh, have sold out for the rest of the year. So uh, listen, uh, I don't know if these guys have a if they have a post uh, in the uh, uh, Maryland uh, state page or not on how to sell out uh, uh, a shoot. For the rest of the year, but they should put one up because uh, they sold out every shoot uh, at Annapolis for the rest of the year. Now, I understand that this could be a partially a function uh, of the range. You may only hold uh, 10 people, but they've already sold out each and every one of those ranges, all, all 10 folks at each and uh, and I'm not saying it's 10. It could be more than that. I have no idea what it is. I have to look and see what the, uh, what the range will hold. But whatever it is, whatever the number is, they've done it. They've done it, and they've got the uh, they've got the range sold out. So uh, so kudos to them, and I hope that they all post and uh, let everybody know uh, how they did it. So what other? Uh, let's see. That is the uh, the Bedford shoot. Is that the one you were talking about? That 
Katie Bellum? Now, what about the Waterman attendance uh, in the following, uh, in the the shoot after uh, the big Waterman 300? How did they do? Um, Pittsburgh, I think, was actually, the first one was right after Waterman, and it was sold out. Um, Atlanta, Indiana just ran the last two weekends, and its attendance was okay. Uh, certainly we can get more on the line there, so we'll keep working on it. Okay. Now, I see that uh, Sam had posted that uh, the Maryland shoot sold out because of the Washington Post article. Is I that think what they sold Sam? out about two weeks after that article came out, Scout. Okay. All right. Well, that's what, uh, that's what press... Uh, will do for you. Now, what we'd like to do, what we'd like for you guys to be thinking about doing too, is making sure that you are, that you're looking at getting press coverage for your events locally and regionally. Now, uh, this isn't a hard thing to do, especially since we've already had the uh, New York Times, uh, the Washington Post, the uh, Fox and Friends, etc. We've already had all this coverage. So you can use that to help leverage folks to come out and see uh, what you guys are doing at events. Now, one thing we'd like for you to do, though, is run this by uh, run this by the media crew, and uh, you can either let uh, Tekris know, uh, send him a PM or myself, and uh, let us know uh, an event that you would like to have the press cover and. Uh, and I'm thinking that we can pretty much, uh, I won't say that we can guarantee it, but I'm thinking that uh, we've got a really good chance of getting the event uh, covered by the press. You let me know what event that you would like covered. You run it by Techris and myself, and, uh, and we will turn the spotlight on that event, and we will get you some press coverage for that event. So uh, take a look at your upcoming events. And uh, when I say we'll get you some press, I'm not talking about that we'll get uh, uh, Fox and Friends or anybody else to come out. But we will get one of your local press, uh, either in news stations or uh, uh, newspaper, we'll get one of them somehow. We will get them to attend that event. So let us know. Uh, now, we're going to need some, uh, some running time to do this, too. Let us know uh, as far as you can in advance. And take a look at your events. Pick a location that... Uh, that has a good range, the range that looks good, uh, with a crew uh, that looks good, uh, and uh, uh, and then let us know, and then Techris and I will uh, will turn on the uh, the 220 current and we'll get you some coverage. We'll get some folks to come out there and cover it. Now, uh, like I said, this isn't this isn't. Uh, well, I, you know what? You you get it set up. You get the range that you want, the events uh, that you want covered, and uh, you turn it over to us. And I'll go ahead. I'll guarantee you, we'll get you some kind of coverage. And this is going to help you uh, locally because, uh, as I said before, the main problem right now that we're experiencing 
is not that uh, we need to tweak the program and make it better for folks to come to an event and be satisfied because uh, I have yet to see somebody, I've yet to see somebody come to an event that wasn't happy. Now, I've seen people that uh, they were already not happy with their whole life to, uh, to begin with uh, who've come to an event and not been happy. Uh, but I just consider that just a uh, a function of their normal life. But uh, so the program uh, doesn't need tweaking. What we need are for, are for folks to know that the program is there. Uh, there are millions and millions of folks that want to come to an Appleseed event. The only reason that they're not there yet is because they don't know that it's happening. So you guys pick out uh, pick out an event that uh, that you want covered, you send the uh, information to Tecris and myself, and uh, we will get the event covered for you. We'll get you some local uh, publicity uh, by virtue of whatever the local media is there, and we'll get the information out to uh, to your area of the state that way. So, uh, and uh, and I make this a, make this a challenge uh, because. Uh, I don't know of any areas that can't use some additional publicity. You can't uh, use a little bit more of a uh, uh, a little bit more help in getting the word out. So, you guys, uh, I'm trying to think of what we can do here, uh, and I don't want to I don't want to say something or, or make something up uh, before we can. I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we're certainly going to make a big deal of this. So, whoever wants to be the first one. Uh, get your information in. We will get you uh, some press coverage, and then we will track it, and we'll uh, make sure that folks know uh, that it's going on. Uh, quick update for the uh, the news coverage that uh, we had here in Davila uh, two weeks ago. The uh, news story was supposed to be out, let's see, Thursday a week ago, and the videographer... Uh, went on another job. Uh, I guess something special came up. He went on another job and uh, was not able to finish uh, before the showtime. And uh, I believe he's coming back in the next day or so. And the reporter called me yesterday and uh, and had an additional list of questions for her script. She was writing a new script for it. And uh, it should be out in the next... Uh, I guess in the next week or so. As soon as it's out, uh, I'll post it on the, the forum. Now, once again, this is going to be local coverage. This is a uh, uh, a major Dallas station. It's an ABC affiliate there. But it covers a huge uh, area, especially when you're talking about someplace like Dallas. Uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, uh, Fort Worth, uh, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, on and on. Anytime you hit a major city or something like that, you're talking about uh, having access to six, seven, eight million folks and getting the word out to them all at once. So, help. So, so don't wait around. Uh, get going uh, as soon as possible and get into me and uh, get the information into me, and then uh, we'll get that out. All right, uh, once again, the call in number is 347 And uh, we'd like you guys to uh, 
any of you guys that are working on your winter seeds uh, to call in, any uh, state coordinators that have information to get out, uh, any of the uh, uh, any of the anybody that has any uh, information that they would like to get out, then you're welcome to call in. Uh, or if you just want to make a comment, yeah, that's fine. Also, three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. What about you, Sam? What do you have? Uh, I, I know that the the West Texas, the New Mexico, Arizona areas are kind of hard to get. Uh, uh, they're kind of hard to get uh, break into radio wise. What about television wise? Now I know you guys had some coverage. Uh, last year right we got uh, one small small blurb on KOB up in Albuquerque uh, but it was a, a one time airing and, and we got about 30 seconds on the TV community calendar uh, we're trying to get on uh, KOB's affiliate in Roswell uh, they're trying to get something put on there this week uh, it's a last minute advertising for our Roswell shoot I haven't heard anything back from them. I, I just put it out yesterday morning, and I'm still hoping to hear from them. Uh, well, how about if you you send me the information for the uh, for whatever the the largest uh, uh, local television station is there? Let's see if we can't drum up some press coverage uh, for one of your upcoming events. Okay, I'll dig up my press release and uh, fire it off to you. Okay, great. And, uh, you can run great. to them and maybe we we'll pick up a little info from them. Great. See if we can't get uh, some live bodies out there with, uh, uh, you know, some television cameras and uh, and get some coverage of it. Like I said, it, it it's not always easy, but because of the fact that we've gotten a lot of uh, press coverage recently, uh, it is easier now uh, to leverage one of the stations into coming out because uh, because we they, we can reference uh, we can send them uh, the articles that have already been done and uh, that can show them that uh, you know that it's a uh, worthwhile story. <clears throat> so so now it's is the time. A, it's always a challenge getting uh, getting press for your your shoots, but it always pays off. Uh, remember that even if you only bring in one person from your effort, that's one more person got the message. And they can right. go out and do some face-to-face -face contact for you. Right, and uh, and listen, anytime you can get uh, anytime you can get anyone to help, any kind of uh, radio, television, newspaper, that's certainly a lot easier than handing out flyers. And I know that the New Mexico area because uh, we have the same trouble out in West Texas, that uh, a lot of the radio stations there uh, are like uh, they're not they're not running live programs. They're like uh, I don't remember the name of it now. Syndicated, they call it. Yeah, yeah. They 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 just run syndicated programs. So it's hard to get uh, hard to hammer yourself or get a wedge in to get into there. Uh, but somewhere, I'm sure that they are some uh, some of the smaller. Uh, uh, lower wattage uh, radio stations, and uh, maybe we can get uh, some of them to uh, to do some interviews or to, to relay some messages uh, out there. Uh, and then 
will work on getting the television crew to come out and cover an event. We uh, we always try every opportunity we get to get on our local stations. Uh, we have a member down in Carlsbad, Jimmy, who gets us on a couple of times a week. And he's been very successful with that. And it's brought us quite a few shooters, and we're hoping that that becomes more and more effective as time goes on. Uh, right now, he's trying to get the host to come out and shoot with us. And I think if we can get the host to come out and shoot with us, we'll have a much better sell from now on. All right. We need to get him to spend a little bit of his weekend on the range with us and get a little good history, learn how to <laughs> use a rifle. Oh, excellent. Uh, okay. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anytime, you, anytime you hear me, my my, my speaking slow down, because okay. I've, I'm I'm attempting to do two things at once. I'm attempting to either uh, answer something in uh, uh, in the chat room, or to uh, or somebody has just sent me an email, uh, yeah, an email or PM. I'm trying to take a look at it. Uh, so uh, if you see me, uh, if you see me. Uh, slowing down or something it's because I'm trying to uh, to read something else or to to type something mm. while you're typing on the chat I'll just remind folks that you have to hit people with the message several times in order to get through uh, we're going to keep inviting that host until he gets so tired of Jimmy inviting him that he comes out of frustration or that he runs us off but we're going to keep inviting him and keep inviting him until we get him out there. And you have to stay on. Your local station may not have a spot open this week, might have it next week. The newspaper right. might have a blank space this week, might not have it next week. Keep trying every week. Right. I, uh, I was just reading some stuff on the... Uh, yeah, trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. I was just saying that at, uh, uh, Pop had posted in the chat that uh, some folks at the Two Wheel Texans uh, had attended the event, and uh, and that reminded me that uh, I had invited these guys. Uh, I don't know how long ago it's been now, but maybe a year or so ago that I invited the the uh, these are a bunch of uh, bike guys. I invited him to come to the uh, event, but uh, it says he attended the September event, and uh, he wrote a he did a write up on it for their forum. I'm surprised he didn't uh, come up and say anything or even let me know. Uh, that's saying that I was at the September event. I don't remember remember now. <coughs> but uh, that is from uh, I know I did the invitation well over a year ago, uh, because periodically I'll go through different forums. And uh, I'll register for the for the forums, and then uh, uh, and then uh, I'll invite the folks to uh, come to events and stuff. But I don't stay current on the on the forums a lot of times because there's too many of them. Uh, but uh, I will periodically check back in. I've got a uh, uh, an email. I mean, uh, yeah, an email folder 
uh, with all of the forums that I've joined, and I try to periodically check back in and, uh, uh, you know, make comments or updates or re-invite folks. Uh, uh, but that is another way that we get folks to come to the events, you know, is by cross-posting uh, information uh, on different forums. And a lot of folks want to come, and we'll, uh, once again, let me, say, let me mention that when you do post on another forum, make sure that you... Uh, do so politely. Obey the rules of the road. Uh, don't spam them or anything like that. Just uh, invite folks to come. Let them know what we do, and then, and then uh, politely invite them to come. And, uh, and then, if you can, check back on the on the on the post that you made and uh, uh, bump it up, you know, for reconsideration. Uh, I got to say, I didn't do that on this one. But uh, like I said, uh, I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised that. They didn't. Uh, they didn't let me know that uh, that they were there. But uh, he posted the uh, the page for the write up on here, and uh, I'm looking at it now. And yep, there's the photographs. He was definitely at uh, this range. And uh, no, no, this is from two. This is from College Station. Okay, that's what it is. At least the one that popped, the one that you, uh, the range that you put into the, uh, you put the write-up on was from College Station, I believe. So, <clears throat> maybe that's, that's why he didn't uh, come up and introduce himself. But, uh, but every time you go out to, every time you go to a different forum, and you post it on there. You never know who's going to, where it's going to come. And that's a fairly easy way uh, to uh, to put information out is uh, to become a member of another forum and uh, to post about uh, about your experiences at Appleseed. And it might be a forum that you enjoy going to, uh, or that you have some type of uh, uh, of an interest in. This particular one is for folks, uh, for motorcycle folks in Texas. So it's not like you would think that was one of the, the immediate things that would come to mind when you're posting uh, or when you're looking for forums to post on as a motorcycle forum. Uh, most uh, people uh, at the top of their list are gun forums. <clears throat> but, you know, you may, have a better, uh, you may have better luck with non-gun forums. And a lot of people on gun forums, uh, they are already uh, uh, the... A lot of times what I get back from them is, yeah, I'm on a gun forum, and I know how to shoot uh, because I'm on a gun forum. And uh, so uh, maybe looking at some of the other uh, type forums might be a good way to get uh, additional folks in. I know there's a lot of homeschooling uh, forums, and we've got a lot of homeschoolers. There's also uh, at this last weekend at the Dallas-Fort Worth range, uh, the majority of the shooters uh, were the Civil Air Patrol students, and uh, uh, they had a great time. Now we had also altered the uh, the weekend so that uh, they shot on Saturday and Sunday, and then once we had closed the event down on Sunday, they used the instruction that we had given them to fire the NRA course of fire. In order for them to get their uh, their small bore badges, and one of our instructors had just gone to the uh, actually two of our instructors 
had just gone to the uh, NRA rifle instructors course. So that allowed us to, to teach these students, the CAP students, at the Appleseed. We gave them the instruction uh, on shooting. And then once we closed the Appleseed down and gave the benediction and stuff, we sent everybody else uh, on their way, and we retained the CAP students, and we posted uh, NRA targets, and then they fired NRA targets uh, for the next uh, hour and a half, two hours, to get their qualifications uh, for their badges. And uh, they were very, very pleased with the course. Their, uh, uh, their instructors there, there was a uh, lieutenant colonel with them, and uh, he was very happy with the course. And uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is another way to draw folks into the program, getting the uh, Civil Air Patrol students that need uh, their marksmanship badges, uh, bring them into the program. Uh, let's see. Uh, just ask Chris. You said if there's a 405 or 5800 area code on the line, I don't see one. Uh, if you're uh, if you're calling in, I don't see you yet. But uh, if you'd like to call in, it's three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven eight three zero eight eight seven nine zero. We'll be glad to take your calls. Uh, any comments you have, if you'd like to give us uh, uh, what your state is doing as far as the winter seeds are going, we'd love to hear that information. Because, I, like I said, this is going to be a very important test for us. Are we going to be able to uh, speed up uh, or keep the machine running at its current speed going into the winter so that we're keeping the numbers up, we're getting the message out, we're continuing to add locations uh, and that we're con continuing to function as a year-round organization instead of, uh, uh, instead of just a uh, uh, spring, summer, fall organization. So we should be able to, uh, we should be able to, uh, to crank it up so that we don't have the downtime. Uh, there's no reason for that. <clears throat> yeah. All right, yeah, Scott, so, uh while I have a minute here, I'd like to pop in. And Jimmy came up with an idea last month that uh, we're working. And what he did was that uh, we put up a free admission to a shoot on the radio station that they could award to a caller. And uh, we have quite a few entries on that. They're going to be announcing the winner on Friday morning for the Roswell shoot. And uh, this is going to be a really good thing. I think that's going to help a lot, uh, getting attendance up there, because it is a promotion for the radio station to promote people to listen to them, and it shows to their advantage. So they like to plug it a bit more for us. That's something we're trying out down here in New Mexico. Well, we've got, uh, uh, we've got another program in the works, and... Uh, I'm not going to talk about it right now, really, uh, but I will tell you this, that uh, uh, that that what we're going to try and start doing is, uh, is I think, is using uh, the Appleseed free certificates uh, as currency to buy our way onto the uh, uh, onto radios, uh, radio shows and stuff like that. 
uh, you know, would give them the uh, free certificates and uh, in exchange for them, you know, mentioning us, uh, which they'll have to do to give the certificates away. So I think that if we uh, if we put these uh, certificates in the hands of the state coordinators of the state promo folks and have them target the, uh, the different radio stations in, uh, in their areas and say, look, we'd like to give you guys, uh, you know, say $1,000 worth of uh, free certificates to give out. If you will, you know, give them out, uh, you know, mention the program and, and give the uh, certificates out, we'll give these to you free. I don't see any reason that uh, that, that wouldn't be, uh, you know, a cheap way for us to get ourselves uh, onto the uh, uh, you know onto the radio station as far as getting promotions done. That's pretty much what we're trying down here. We just give off one, but uh, it's getting some results, and we're going to try it again for Carlsbad here for the November shoot, and I think we'll have some success with that. Carlsbad is becoming a little bit of a snowbird arena, and I think we're going to get some. Uh, some grandparents coming out there trying it. And well, if you, you think about grandparents it, out. <laughs> if you if you think about it, the 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 main way that we get uh, that we get uh, folks from the Applebee's right now is by word of mouth, and that is the only uh, way that doesn't require any uh, previous uh, contact, any previous exposure to the program. They don't have to see anything. They don't have to read any flyers. You don't have to hear anything on the radio, etc. All they have to do is be invited to an event by a trusted friend or family member, and they go. All right. So word of mouth is uh, is still our the best way for the program to move forward. But in order for you to get word of mouth, somebody has to attend the event. So uh, I think that if we uh, I think that if we give out uh, some of these free certificates to folks, then Certainly, we uh, we lose the seventy bucks that uh, uh, that they would normally pay to get in, but we get somebody to attend, and that gives us a uh, uh, the, that gives us two very good possibilities. One, that they're going to go and tell somebody about the event that they attended, and they're going to come back. And two, uh, that they might uh, consider becoming an instructor with the program. And that's something else that I want to remind everybody of: is make sure that uh, at your events that you are pushing recruitment. Uh, we're going to need a lot of instructors to handle the 211 schedule. A lot of instructors. So make sure that your recruitment pitch uh, during the Appleseed event is uh, uh, and make sure that you're doing a uh, that you're adding that in. I know a lot of times folks uh, they may mention it, or they may forget to mention it, but we want to make sure that, uh, that they're really pushing uh, for folks who attend the events to consider becoming Apple Feed instructors and, uh, and make sure that they're making the recruitment pitch uh, part of their benediction, especially. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris, if you, I still don't see you on the switchboard. So if you, uh, if you're trying to call in, keep trying. It's three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. 
we have upcoming for the uh, Texas ranges. We have we still have two more uh, news crews coming in. We've got a uh, crew coming in at the end of the month here, and then another crew in November. And uh, uh, I'm very excited uh, for that because, uh, as we said, as we were talking about earlier, uh, one of the crews is from Waco. Uh, another crew is going to be from uh, uh, the Dallas area again. I'm trying to get a San Antonio crew uh, to come in. And then uh, my next goal is to get a Houston crew to come in. The only reason I haven't been pushing Houston as much is because uh, we don't have a range nailed down there yet. Uh, but uh, in the next week or two, I'm going to go ahead and, and start pushing for uh, a Houston news crew to come up and take a look at the event. <coughs> because, uh, like I said, you want to get the we'd like to get the information out at the to the cities where they have the most population and. And that's certainly our main population area. Waco is going to be coming in November, and uh, which is good because Waco is only an hour away from the Davila location, and uh, uh, only about an hour and a half from the Dallas location. So Dallas will be covered, Waco will be covered, and then uh, uh, hopefully San Antonio will be coming on next, and then Houston. <clears throat> All right. Area code four zero five. You're on the air. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? This is Scarecrow. Hey, Scarecrow. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be well, on. Well, tell me about how's the program going there. Oh, it's going very well. we got two shoots scheduled for October and one winter seat on schedule right now for November, so it's looking real good. Okay. Is, uh, is Badlands on the schedule in the upcoming months? That's it. That's the winter seed and coming up on the 20th of November. Okay. And listen, you guys uh, get me the information for uh, for the Oklahoma, uh, for the Oklahoma City Station, and let's try and get somebody to come out and cover uh, Sheriff Whittington's range there at that event. Okay. For the Badlands? Right, for the Badlands event. Sure. Who's going to be running? Who's going to be shoot bossing the uh, the event at Badlands? I do not know for sure. I think so, gee, but I can't swear to that. Okay. Well, just send me the information whenever you uh, send me the Oklahoma City uh, news station information. I don't know if it's even up on Eventbrite yet. And. Uh, how are things going at Badlands? Is, uh, is Sheriff Winnington still happy about uh, the program and uh, and willing to give us uh, uh, an event every month, uh, 2011? I don't know about every month, but uh, he's always been very generous and uh, very receptive when we've been down there. He's a good man. We also so have, a new, uh, we have a new location up in Athens, Oklahoma. Just, uh, shoot there a few weeks ago. And he immediately invited us to set up a new shoot coming up here in just a couple weeks. So I'm excited about that range coming online, too. Okay, what else you guys got going? That kind of wraps up for taking us to the end of the year. We're still working on getting the shoot in uh, December. 
think Daniel Hitchman's getting uh, a range online for that one. Right, and now make sure that you guys are uh, are doing everything you can to have your schedule, your 211 schedule, uh, filled up uh, before we cross the uh, before we cross the line in January. I know there. our uh, coordinator Daniel Hinch has been talking about that. We talked about that on Friday night. The gun club that we were talking to about getting them signed up, so uh, he's definitely on the ball on that. All right. Well, that's good. That's about all I've got on my mind. All right. Is there anything that we can do for you guys in Oklahoma? Is there anything that you guys need in Oklahoma to help uh, to help push your program forward? Can't think of anything off the top of my head. We are looking forward to billboards when that comes around. I know it takes time to get that done. Okay. Well, I have another billboard morning scheduled tomorrow morning, and uh, uh, I gotta say, uh, uh, it. It's something I do for the program. I don't, uh, I don't always uh, enjoy the hour upon hour upon hour on the phone uh, trying to convince people to give us something. But, uh, but it's something that's got to be done, and uh, and I'm, I'm certainly will uh, will be working on you guys to get it done. I'm not trying to beat you up on that. That's what we came in. Oh no. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually. I've talked to uh, uh, to Kirk Wheeler. Uh, he's been uh, doing the designs and stuff. We're looking. We're going to look at a couple of other different designs. I happen to look at the uh, the billboard again for uh, it's the, the one that we've been putting up everywhere. I looked at the billboard again when I was coming back uh, late uh, Sunday night from Dallas, from the, uh, the Quill Creek shoot in Dallas. And uh, the billboard is beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful billboard. The only problem I have with it is that uh, that some of the lettering looks like it might be too small, but certainly the number and the, uh, the uh, website, I think we're a little bit too small. So I'm going to talk to Kirk about uh, maybe uh, taking a look at the designs again because, like I said, while the billboard is absolutely beautiful, the colors are, are fantastic, uh, it's a very dramatic-looking sign. I'm just not sure that all the information uh, is as uh, – is as, as I think I, we can do a better job on it. Let me just put it that way. So – all right, well, listen, thank you, Scarecrow. And uh, if there's ever anything that you need, uh, you know, of course, to uh, get shoot me a PM on the forum, and, uh, and we'll do whatever we can to uh, to give you guys a hand there. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to getting down to visit you guys in the village sometime. All right, and listen, whenever you see Chris again, too, Chris is a good friend of mine. But when you see him next time, you give him a big kiss right on the lips from me, okay? <laughs> I might get away with that. We've got to go to the water together. So we'll get to <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. Well, I miss Chris. So, listen, you tell him I said hey, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon, all right? All right. Appreciate it. Okay. You I'll take care, brother. Okay. We'll see you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. If you'd like to call in, area code uh, 347-308-8797. Uh, and uh, I lost the I lost the chat again a while ago. So so if you guys are uh, if you're putting in there something in there for me to read, I'm not seeing it because uh, uh, I guess you see the server loss of connection or I, you know I really have no idea what uh, what goes on there at uh, Blog Talk uh, as far as software wise. Why we have difficulty sometimes getting shows up or, or stuff like that? I think it's just due to, to the fact that uh, so many that the radio station grew at such a uh, such a huge rate that uh, I'm sure that they're trying to figure out stuff just like we're trying to figure out stuff at Dan Appleseed. Uh, and uh, you know, we've been talking forever. I've been talking forever about finding another host to host the the radio show or even possibly just going straight to podcast uh, but uh, uh, and it's still on the list of things for me to uh, consider uh, but uh, until I get some folks uh, until I get some folks to help out it's going to have to be it's probably the stage just where it is for, for a while uh, so uh, once again I'll uh, I apologize for any inconveniences that, that we have but uh, all in all we've We've not had that bad of a uh, a run with uh, blog talk, and I believe we're coming up on. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see a list of how many shows that have been done. Uh, it's got to be well over a hundred now. Uh, we have. Uh, I'm looking at the stats here for the radio show. We have uh, uh, well over fifty thousand. Uh, well over 50,000 downloads of the show and uh, uh, and the listenership is uh, you know is constantly increasing and also we're always uh, uh, if you look uh, if you go to the uh, the blog talk radio page you'll see at the top of the page it has a listening for a popular and if you uh, if you click on that look for us under uh uh, in our our slot, which is uh, politics conservative, then uh, you'll see that we stay uh, in the top ten ranking uh, for our category. Uh, we've been there for almost a hundred shows, uh, thanks to to you, the listeners. And of course, I know that we don't talk that we're not a politics radio station, but uh, there wasn't a whole lot of other choices open as far as uh, as a category uh, for the show so that's where it that's where it rested and that's where it still remains and uh, as I said it stays in the top ten almost its whole <coughs> two year run uh, and that's uh, uh, over a hundred and one hundred and four shows so far uh, or, or more I'm not sure how many we're we're well over uh, the uh, the two-year mark now, and uh, I'll have to look at that and see how many shows that, that we've run, but 
we stayed in the top ten uh, almost our entire run. And uh, uh, there have been many uh, cases where we've been the number one uh, program out of not just out of uh, uh, a few programs, but out of 500 uh, programs. And uh, there's been a uh, at least one instance where we were ranked in the top ten out of uh, 5,000 radio shows. So, and it's all due to uh, all due to you guys listening to the show. And uh, certainly, I want to thank each and every one of you guys that do tune in. You know, Scout, I wish we could get a couple of them to call in once in a while. <laughs> with 50,000 people downloading this show and two dozen people on the chat tonight, and we can't get any of them to call in except for Scarecrow, and and uh, uh, darn, I'm, I'm going to mess up her name there. The lady called in earlier from Andy. Andy Bellum. Andy Bellum Andy earlier. Bellum. Well, you guys are welcome to call in, 347-308-8790. Uh, like I said, we'd like to hear about folks about their, uh, their plans for the winter seat, and then uh, any information that you have, uh, on what you're getting ready to do, how you're getting your program geared up for the upcoming year. Uh, and let me uh, tell you guys once again, we want to make sure that that heading into the winter that you're not gearing down, uh, that you're not uh, uh, closing the books and uh, and putting Cosmoline on the rifles and putting them in the closet. Uh, we want you guys to stay uh, frosty uh, and... Uh, and stay uh, in the game. Keep your head in the game, and uh, be adding shoots, be adding locations. And if you, if you, if there's no possible way left to do it between now and December, no problem. <clears throat> Just keep the books open and make sure that uh, you're adding to your 211 shoots. Make sure that you have the 211 schedule uh, planned out and uh, ready to go by January. Uh, have all of your April 19th events, uh, all of them that you ran this last year, make sure that you've got them all on the books and then continually add to them. Uh, make sure that your game is ready uh, ready to roll in January when we cross the line there uh, in January 2011. Don't be gearing down. Don't be, uh, don't be in neutral. Make sure that you are uh, doing everything you can uh, to gear up for the coming year, because listen, guys, the coming year is going to be—it's uh, going to be a difficult year. This is going to be a very difficult year. We've made our uh, our goal this year for attendees, and we're we're on our way to making our goal for uh, events and locations. But just as every year, we're going to double again. That means if you were uh, if you were scratching the bottom of the barrel to get your locations this year and uh, for and get your number of events from that's it's different for every state. But uh, say you uh, if you're a California or Texas, say you got you need to get a hundred events on the books. Well, next year it's going to be two hundred. Next year it's going to be two hundred events, two hundred locations. So if you're scraping the barrel this year to get the one hundred, you can I can only I can only tell you that it's not going to be any easier next year whenever you have 200, uh, whenever you have double the amount. So you can't slow down. Uh, you can't go into idle. 
That doesn't mean you got to kill yourself. It just means you got to you have to realize that you can't shut the books down. You can't shut uh, your efforts down uh, in the coming months. You've got to look at it and say, all right, this is uh, I've got to uh, go forward just as I have been the last few months uh, in the winter months here and now. Uh, I've got to continue to put uh, events uh, to schedule events. Even if it's going to be cold, icy, rainy, etc., I'm still going to schedule events. We're going to run events uh, in the winter. Not only that, then I'm going to get my game ready. I'm going to get uh, the uh, the locations nailed down. All the locations that I ran this last year, I'm going to make sure they're good to go for 211. I mean, by the end of the year this year, they should already know, unless it's a brand-new location, they should already know. Uh, what the program consists of, what it's like, whether they want it to continue or they don't. If they do want it to continue, then ask them to give you uh, the all of the events that they can. That means if they, if you did two events this year, the minimum you should ask for uh, next year is going to be four events. And uh, when you're asking, just go ahead and ask them right up front. Say, look, <clears throat> if you're happy with what you're doing, if, if you like what we're doing, then... Uh, then let us do a show here once a month. Uh, there's no reason you can't do that. If you do a show there once a month and it fills up or it sells out, then think about doing uh, two shows there a month. Uh, it doesn't have to be every month, but think about doing two shows uh, a month there. If you're doing a, sh- a show at one of the uh, at one of your venues and it is filling up. And uh, it's doing really good. Then consider uh, consider doing another one uh, for that month. So you have two events scheduled for that month. What was uh, what was the New Mexico total, Sam? <clears throat> I was looking at the board the other day for the Project One Thousand board, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, was it 18? I didn't lose you, did I? Okay. My browser doesn't work on the, on that board, and uh, I can't tell what we've got. Oh, oh, okay. Set on there. But, All right, let's uh, bring another caller on. Area code uh, 714, you're on the air. Hey, Scout. This is Savage Shooter. How are you? Hey, Savage. Long time no here. I know. It's been like, what, since April? Yeah. I think. Now, not that I haven't read messages from you. Usually, Savage Shooter does all of our uh, scheduling stuff. And usually, I find some way to jack up something. And uh, she'll write me a nice letter saying, stop jacking it up or something. But, uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't talked to her on the on the phone recently. It's good to hear your voice. How's things going there uh, with you? Well, things are well. Uh, things are good. I'm getting the EIPs just like I, you know, I need everybody to to remember to send me new ones for 2011. So I thought I'd call in and and make sure that people know the procedure there. You know, we don't uh, bring the 2010 ones over and just update them. That's up to the state coordinators to do. And so far, everybody's been doing a really good job of it. I only had to kick a couple of them back to ask for further information because. I'll need the shooter capacity again and and all that and make sure that everything's in order. And I've got a spot where I'm posting them so that I'll have them available when we go hot for 2011. So, Well, uh, let me ask you a question then because uh, sure. 
whenever uh, and and in just a minute, if you'll just give us the the full the the rundown of you know how they need to do it. But whenever uh, uh, say I want to bring uh, you know a couple of dozen ranges forward uh, to to eleven, if nothing has changed, if the ranges are still good to go and no information has changed then I can just send you that EIP with the statement of no changes and everything's good to go, right? Well, you can just send me the EIP. Just copy and paste the old one out of where it, where it is already. Right. Put the new dates on it. And just like the same format, you know, time zone, shooter capacity, and then just straight copy and paste and, and new dates and it's good to go. Yeah. Okay. No problems there. What's, uh, what is the... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. From 2009 to 2010, Fred wanted new host applications. I think the, the further we get from, from you know, the I'm not adamant about them having to be done beforehand. You know, when, when they get to the range for the first shoot of the year, have it signed then, because we have a good relationship with those ranges and we don't want to hold anything up for waiting for a signature. Just right. be aware that, you know, they want it new for every year so far. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to Fred this year about it, but uh, just to be on the safe side, just don't hold anything up for a new one. Just get information to me and dates. You know, you can just call your ranges and, and get the dates and get that information to me so that I can start getting them in an area that I'll be able to post them readily when we have the Eventbrite stuff set up for 2011 because there's been changes, as as everybody knows, you know, with the who shoots free and, and all of that going on. So we right. need all that added into the new Eventbrite stuff before we can make the actual tickets available. Right, but you've just you put out a, a, a important piece of information, which is that, uh, number one, don't let... Uh, not having the new host app in your hand stop you from bringing the events forward. But do plan on getting the new host app signed and sent in uh, for the ranges whenever you do, when we do cross the line in January. Yes. Is that right? Okay, good. No, they don't have to have it ready. Say your first shoot isn't until March. Don't worry about going out of your way or or hassling the range owner for the new one. Just send it to me after March because we okay. have an already we already have a good relationship with most of our ranges. You know, just just and and it's just a formality at this point. You know, it just to keep it updated every year and and we don't need to go hound anybody or some some ranges are are very far away from people. You know, like. For example, I'm sure, Scout, that, that you don't want to have to drive to Houston to get one. Are you near Houston, or is that, like, not well, a good... About two and a half hours. Oh, I, I, I do do that, but now if you spoke about no. Amarillo, then I would ask uh, I would ask somebody else to do it. <laughs> you know, and, and it's okay to mail them and do whatever. If you can get them done without any stress on you or them, then that's okay, too. But it's perfectly acceptable just to take it there when you do your first one and get it signed and then sent in. And it's, it's a Well, let me ask you this. Uh, email. For the, folks that, uh, for the folks that are listening who haven't done a range setup, uh, and when I was talking earlier about, uh, uh, about the, the problems that I was having with, uh, with Savage was just that uh, I have, you know, I've been pushing all my guys to get uh, ranges signed up, et cetera. And and some of the new people have done so, but they don't. They didn't. I guess they weren't aware of the all of the things that need to be done. 
So they signed everything up, and they'd done everything except, uh, uh, let's see, I think in one case, uh, the uh, the instructor hadn't uh, hadn't got them to, or he hadn't filled out an EIP, the event information page for the range. Uh, and whenever I asked him about it, he goes, "Huh? What's an EIP?" And uh, so if you could give, if you could walk them through just real quick through uh, what how they uh, what they need to get from the range, and then where it needs to go. They need to get from the range. There's a host application somewhere on there. I think. Um do you know where to find that? Uh, uh, I can be looking while you're talking. Okay. Well, you find the host application, and all the information that's on the host application, we only need a certain amount of that transferred over to the event information page because that's what gets posted publicly. Um, the What do you want to know, Scout, as far as the event information page? you want to know what goes on there? No, no. No, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't ask you to give us that. I'm just saying that uh, they're going to need the... Uh, the, the documents from the host application, and mm-hmm. uh, and then what those include. You don't have to go into the specifics of it, just what they include, and then who they get sent to. Blurrell Lab. The directions are paramount. You, we can't have a shoot if people can't get there. You know, right. so directions are very important, and they have to be to the letter. You know, uh, don't turn at where the old barn used to be because, like, we don't know where that used to be. Uh, <laughs> so they have to be really specific, and Fred says it's the most important thing on there. Hotels, you know, send a link, whatever, um, or just write many in DFW to choose from. I don't care about that. But, you know, some people get really, really good information on them, and it makes it easy for people to to, to know where to stay or where to go. Uh, the miscellaneous area on the ho- on the event information pages, that's your selling point, according to Fred. You know, you, you're right there. What's really unique about this range, I'm going to go to an apple seed and there's five in the area to choose from. Make me want to choose yours by that, you know, or or say specifics about the range, that they have a cafeteria or a, a lunch room or something, and, and you can purchase lunch so that people know because all of our information says to bring... Um, to bring your lunch. What we want to start adding in that miscellaneous area, too, if it's an uncovered range, add that they should bring something for shelter because we're out there for really long, hot days and nobody has shelter and, and it gets really tiring and people don't drink enough water, so we need to add that, you know, make sure you bring your water and whatever. So those things are good to add there, and I add them individually, but, gosh, I'm going to be overwhelmed and not be able to do it. Right. So for for a new guy coming in, if he sends me just the date and just the location, I usually take it back to them while I have to because I don't have the information for the information page. So I just take it back with the template, you know, and that it needs shooter capacity because Eventbrite needs that so that we don't oversell it. And then time zone because Eventbrite needs that, and I don't know why, but it just does. And, you know, the range name, address, and um, when it is, and what the range fee is, and all of that information gets put on there. It's pretty simple. They're not right. hard you, to fill if out. If you guys are looking for it, if you look on the form, uh, you look down near the uh, uh, the bottom, and it's uh, right up above the uh, regional forums, right? It's called the Appleseed Schedule. If you go to where the schedule is listed, it will show the Appleseed Schedule 2010, 2010 Appleseed Event Info, Rifleman Boot Camp Schedule, Instructor Boot Camp Schedule, 
RWVA home range events. And then right below that is hosting and Appleseed forms and info. So ah, there, okay. that will give you the forms, the information. Uh, it will give you the introduction letters. And uh, just like Savage said, that's an, the, one of the important parts of the EIP is exactly what she said. Is you <clears throat> make uh, When you're doing your event information page, make them want to come by giving them all the information. Tell them why is this a better place to go than anywhere else. Uh, you know, this is a, a good chance to sell that location. And almost every single range has the uh, has something that's going to make you want to come to it and uh, be sure and include that. So you're going to send the you're going to get the uh, host application info, and there are downloadable forms right at the, at the location I told you. You can download them from there. There's also the introduction letter. Uh, you can send that out to uh, <clears throat> to the ranges if you would like to. Uh, uh, you can probably send that out in an email uh, whenever you're uh, fishing for new ranges. For personally, I find it's easier to. Uh, what you do is you get on the phone. You first you contact the ranges. If they say okay, uh, yeah, this sounds like something I might do. Then you send that. Send the intro letter. It's a downloadable form also with the host applications, etc. And uh, and send that to the prospective range. And then the EIP, the event information page, has to be included. When we were talking earlier uh, at the beginning of the program, whenever you are selecting a range to go to. Uh, from the homepage, from the RWVA schedule. That's what that is. Whenever the two hot links are beside it, one is the uh, event information page, and uh, the other is the uh, pre-registration at Eventbrite. But we need all the information in order for it to go on the books and for it to be hooked up to both of those. When somebody go, wants to go to an event in, uh, in Davila, Texas, when they click on the information page, it gives them the contact information, the directions on how to get there, any rules, regulations, etc. Uh, so you've got to have that page. It's got to be sent in, and it needs to have on there uh, why that's a good range to go to. And there's always a why. There's always a why it's a good range to go to. And then, <clears throat> just like Savage said also, you've got to make sure that you send in the uh, range capacity. And listen, I've learned from experience, don't just take what somebody says the range capacity is. I mean, if, if you can't go and take, have, put a boots on the ground, physical inspection of it, that's fine. You'll have to accept whatever they're saying. Uh, I recommend getting, your, getting yourself to the range, taking a look at the range, making sure that it's going to work for what we're going to do, and then measuring the range. Measuring the actual line space, because we're going to need 1.5 meters uh, for each shooter. So make sure that there's enough line space. They may have it, uh, they may have it listed as uh, 20 shooters. And you get down there, and, uh, and you walk it out, and you go, wow, this is, uh, they're, they're giving uh, eight feet for a shooter, and we only, need, uh, we only need five. So that's going to give you a third more space. Or you could get down there and they say it's uh, 22 shooters. You can take 22 shooters. You measure the space on the ground and you go, man, 22 shooters means they're touching shoulder to shoulder. We can't do that. You've got to have some space for the instructors to get down in between the attendees in order to give them instruction. 
So make sure that you do a physical measurement of the range as soon as possible. You can take, if they give you a number, you can take that number and you can put it on Eventbrite, but the minute you can, get down there and measure that range because you're, you're going to have some trouble if you don't. Uh, there was a range uh, just recently here in Texas where the uh, folks said, oh, yeah, we can do 40, 45 or, or 50 shooters. And we got down there and measured it, and it was really only a 20-shooter line. And uh, and the by the time it got measured, uh, it was already sold out. So <laughs> so that 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 made some uh, some a lot of work uh, to make sure that uh, that everybody was shooting. <clears throat> so make sure that you get all the information in and get it uh, to where it's supposed to be going. And then just like Savage said, that you can get uh, ranges that we have good uh, relationships with, and there's, and that's the majority of them. The ranges that we have good locations with, and you talk to them on the phone, and or you talk to them at your, one of the shoots that's coming up, and you go, look, uh, we're scheduling the 211 shoots now. Can you tell us what you can do for us in 211? Some ranges can't. Some ranges can't give you dates until after January 1. All right, if they can't, then they can't. If they can, then don't wait till January 1. If they can go ahead and do it, get it now. Send the, send the information into Savage Shooter with uh, all the documentation that she's requesting. And then whenever you do talk to that, that range, uh, either in a face-to-face uh, or by mail, etc., that we will need an updated uh, host application for 211, which is no big deal. If they've already given you the... Uh, uh, the uh, application for 2008, 2009, 2010, there's not going to be difficult, uh, any difficulty to get the 211. Uh, just have everything ready, and then uh, whenever you see them at the next uh, uh, event, all they have to do is just put their John Hancock at the bottom. Everything else is already filled out. Unless there's been some major change, all you need to do is get them just to re-sign a 2011 uh, host application, and then make sure that uh, when you send it, when you send in the stuff to Savage, and, and make sure that anything I'm saying, I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> make sure that anytime you send in uh, the event information page to Savage, make sure that you've checked with that range before you do, because ranges have a great habit of. Uh, uh, of closing down sections of the range, uh, or uh, or they're deciding to lengthen a berm somewhere or something else, and they've altered part of the range. Make sure you check with them and make sure that they haven't made any changes that are going to affect your shoot. Uh, if if you if you uh, uh, if you send an EIP in that says uh, it's good to go for 25. And they've had to close down a section of it to fix a berm or something else, and it's only going to hold ten. That's going to cause you problems. So make sure that uh, that you are sending in an up-to-date EIP to Savage Shooter. Uh, is there anything else that they're going to need? Well, uh, no. Just when we have new shoots at the same location that we already have an event information page for, they just need to send me the new dates. And it's nice to have a link to the um, existing event information page, but they don't need a new event information page for every subsequent event after the first one is up. We just add the dates to that one, to the existing right. one. As long okay. as there's no um, change. As long, well, if there's changes, just send me the changes. 
and the new dates. And then there was also the um, in the miscellaneous section to make sure that you add if it's a 22 only shoot because we don't want, we want somebody showing up with their AR when they we can only use 22s on that specific line. Right. You know, and and state laws sometimes now I guess there's some areas that don't allow children to shoot under the age of 12 or something, and we say that we're family friendly, and then they come to Appleseed with their 10 year old and they can't shoot. I think that that is a New York thing. I'm not sure. So we need to like be as specific as we can be with those, so that everybody can have a good time and not show up and be disappointed. Right, and it will say it, there is a space for that on the uh, EIP. And when it yes. says that, make sure that you've checked to see if there's any special regulations. Don't just put uh, – uh, a lot of times people just write in, uh, follow whatever rules are there or something. But uh, well, and make you sure know, that you've if we, checked. We have to make sure that we, we do tell them to check state laws just in case there's something that comes up. But we're not lawyers, you know, and and, and it may be difficult. But if there's something specific that we know, we can we can go ahead and add that. If we know it to be truthful and factual, then we can add that and then and and then just let them take it from there. But they will have to check on their own, too, because we can't put everything down. It's impossible. Look at California's EIPs, and you'll know that, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, you can look at the... Like the EIP for the uh, the DFW range, uh, the special rules and regulations for this last weekend at the range we went to. There is no no full metal jacket uh, allowed at the on the DFW range. So uh, okay. that's something that folks need to know Absolutely. before they get there. You know, because Absolutely. if you brought a you brought a big stack of uh, of military ball, uh, you're going to be out of luck because they check ammunition right. before you go in. Yeah, and you can't, and now you've signed up for an event that you can't participate in. Absolutely. So those things need to be on there. So good point, Scout. Thank you. Uh, and there's, there is, uh, there are little things everywhere. I'm not going to say every range has something, but there, but you need to make sure that you've checked. And it's not that hard. Just talk to the range and say, listen, is there anything special I need to know about? You guys have any regulations against, or, or uh, any rules covering minors? Uh, do you have any right. rules? Uh, covering uh, ammunition, uh, I can I can tell you already. Most ranges, definite tracers are definite no-nos. So oh, yes. make sure that you've gone through your ball, your military ball, and tried to make sure that you don't have any tracer mixed in there with it. Uh, ask them if full metal jacket okay, and uh, and then put all that together in the EIP and send it in uh, to Savage. Yeah, and most of that information should be listed on the host application as well if they have any special rules. There is a spot for that on the host application, and so that needs to be transferred over. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we're at the end of the okay. show. Savage, thank you very much for calling in. And, uh, no problem. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to do this again, too, in the not-too-distant future because uh, I think it's going to benefit everybody uh, to hear this again from you. And then uh, we're certainly going to need to know uh, when we get into the next scheduling crunch, uh, mm-hmm. it would certainly be nice for folks to hear it again. So thank you okay. once again, and uh, God bless okay. to the, all you guys uh, uh, out in Colorado. I mean, uh, California, and uh, tell everybody out there. I said, hey, thanks well, to everybody thanks, who's listening, Bye-bye. and uh, all the folks in the chat, and everybody, uh, everybody involved in making the program the success that it is. All right, we'll see you guys again uh, next Tuesday, uh, same time, same place. God bless all, and we'll uh, see you then. Good night.
Thank you.